This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball, and we'll, we'll stick in the trenches here. Since we did some offensive tackle talk, let's talk about some pass rushers. There is a name that I've seen pop up a lot throughout the season, despite really not seeking it out. But he only has one year of production. He opted out this year, which I, I won't blame him for. But there are some that believe he has enough tools to be a stud. You're on the other side of the fence with Gregory Rousseau, the edge out of Miami. Tell me why. Yeah, I mean, to me, Rousseau is a guy that a lot of people really, they want to see Jason Pierre-Paul or Chandler Jones when they watch mm-hmm. him. And, uh, you know, I, Chandler Jones, I don't see it. I mean, you have to be so good with your hands to be compared to Chandler yeah. Jones to me. I, I just, You know, and, and with your processing I mean, Chandler Jones ability to kind of process on the move is just really, really good. In my opinion, uh, Rosso is just way too raw for me to go to that comparison. I get body type wise a little bit. Jason Pierre Paul is maybe a little bit closer because Paul kind of, even in the NFL, he like, will you know, you won't see, notice him for three games and then I'll have three sacks against some chump at, at tackle. <laughs> I think there's some. I mean, Russo plays Florida State. And he gets like six sacks in a game, you know. And then it, oh, he's 15 yeah. sacks on the year. Well, yeah. I mean, so there's some <laughs> of that. Like where, but the di- big difference is, you know, in the in the similarity is that burst and and uh, explosiveness off the line of scrimmage and speed up the arc are neither strong suit, neither Pierre Paul or Russo. So they have to find other ways to win. Maybe Russo finds that he's young, but again, a guy with his lack of explosiveness off the ball. Is he going to play on the edge full time in the NFL? I really don't know. I mean, he's not a great run defender right now. He's not a super technically sound guy. He doesn't push people around on the edge. You know, that what does he hang his hat on as an edge rusher? Because a lot of his production when he had that 15 sack season was on the inside. You know, he was inside over guards or unblocked on stunts and things like that. They did that a lot and he got a lot of production off of that. So it looks great on paper when you turn on the tape. You don't see him win the edge as a pass rusher hardly at all. So you're telling me you're taking a part-time player in the top 15 in Russo? What's the role full-time? To me, better projection for his career is probably more like a Michael Johnson in Cincinnati, and I know people won't like that. Yeah, this edge class is is super weird, and there is another edge that you're low on that's getting some hype out of nowhere. Seemingly, Washington's Joe Tyron has been getting some buzz but you're not sold, John, right? No, I'm so lost <laughs> on this one. Russo, at least, he had production. He plays for major school. He had this crazy production. And, you know, he sits out the year, so the buzz is worn off a little bit. But, you know, I have no clue what we're doing with Joe Tryon. Like, I mean, he's in the first round of mocks all the time. What is the trade? Do people think he's a great athlete? I mean, he's, you know, he's got a good frame, I guess, but he's not really a great athlete at all. He's not explosive or fast. You know, he corners on occasion, but it's usually due to a bad pass set. He's physical and aggressive for sure, but he doesn't have great. I mean, watch the Washington State game, I think, where they're rushing three men all the time, but he's still getting one-on-one matchups a lot on the outside. I mean, he is just, he looks like a, I mean, he's crazy. Like he's just throwing his hands around and spinning in place and not beating anyone. I mean, it's just madness. I mean, it's it's really, he, I give him this. He has great effort. He's strong and he'll, I think he's going to play really hard in the NFL. 
But if you're not a great athlete and you don't have go-to pass rush moves or go-to, you know, quote unquote, way to win as a pass rusher, I am really not sure like why I'm that interested in you. You're not a great player in space. So there's going to be some limitation to you as a run defender that probably negates whatever you can offer as a point of attack guy. With this with this class, man, like who is the premier edge rusher in this class? Maybe that's why people are reaching for guys like this. Mm-hmm. Who's the guy you take on, take a swing on in the first round? Is it is it Quiddy Pay uh, from Michigan? Is it uh, uh, Jason Owe from from Penn State? Maybe the kid out of Georgia. Like, what are we realistically looking at with the top of this edge class? I think it's Jalen Phillips from Miami is the is the best guy to me. He's the only guy that is a first round grade for me. I don't think he's a. I know he's not a, like a lock or anything because you know A is only one year for college. I do like to see at least something before that, and he really didn't have. I mean, he started at UCLA. There was off the, some off the field stuff, but also he got three concussions. He medically retired for a year. He got into the music industry. He went down to 218 pounds. Then he decided he really missed football and he went transferred to Miami and he bulked back up to 266. He looks like a Greek god. I mean, his frame is unbelievable. He just, not only do I, do I think there's might be some maturity that happened there as it does for all of us in those years, typically, uh, hopefully. Um, but also, I think physically, the ability to get from 218 to 266 in an offseason and kind of put yourself in position to dominate the ACC for a year, that's pretty special stuff. I mean, that. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts.